0: Yo, welcome back. Season 2, Episode 6, Astronomy. We have two special guests. Jay Lim, DJ on the mic. And we got Sea Dog, Claudia. So today we'll be talking about Aurora, as well as the life cycle of stars. Alright, so an Aurora. An Aurora is what some would say... Is a beam of light in the air. Now, how does this beam of light appear? Well, they are formed by a stream of charged particles from the sun, which is called solar wind. And then the Earth has a mag- magnetosphere that deflects this solar wind. However, in the geomagnetic poles, Also known as the ionosphere,
1: specifically charged
0: (laughs) particles are trapped. The charged particles interact with atoms in the atmosphere, nitrogen and oxygen, for example. For example, yeah, these atoms are excited but come back to the ground state. So, energy from the from the excitement of the atoms is light. Comes in that form, is in the form of light. And that light is the aurora. So you can see the aurora oh. in Alaska. <laughs> Antarctica. I <can't> hold it, <laughs> as well I'm sorry. as I can't hold it, I'm sorry. Green Land.
1: So one fact that you neglected to mention Vidan, is that the color of the light depends on the altitude of the collisions between the solar wind and the magnetosphere specifically the ionosphere part at a high altitude when oxygen interacts with the ionosphere the light produced is going to be red and this is pretty rare we rarely see a red auroras at a lower altitude with oxygen again you get a green color and this is what people typically associate with auroras and for nitrogen is either red or blue tints that come and these come from primarily low altitude interactions and to elaborate a bit on what the auroras are, if you haven't heard of them before, they're basically neat looking lights in the night sky and they're also known as the northern or southern lights. So they're just, also really, yeah, go on.
0: Also, I don't think we explain well what the magnetosphere actually is. So, magnetosphere is basically the the space around The plant uh, Around Earth Which is Dominated by The Earth's magnetic field Yes That's the That's the magnetosphere True Yeah So you guys ever seen The Aurora? No IRL No It's because
1: It's in Either end So yeah. I, I don't think we've I don't think we uh, You guys have never seen, seen it
2: yeah. It would have been Really impressive If you See have seen dog? it
1: actually.
3: Yes.
0: Sorry. Have you seen it?
3: Oh, no, I, no, no, I haven't. I've seen photos. I want to see it one day, but I have not.
2: Photos
1: are quite
3: seen. nice. Do you,
2: do you want to go see it with me?
3: Yes. Yes.
1: John's sure. Jones is really... F-
0: <laughs> DJ Lim on the mic has just... caught Sea Dog <laughs> Off guard. <laughs>
2: That that's why you don't care. I just caught I just caught her being slacking, bro.
1: Okay. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> right. Now we shall move on to the life cycle of a star. Claudia and John will be explaining this portion. Take it away,
2: Jalen. <laughs> oh Jalen, okay. Yes. Um so mass defines the life cycle of a star the mass of a star depends on the quantity of matter available in its parent nebula which is consists of a gas and dust the gravitational force propels hydrogen gases to come together and makes atoms make atoms in the gas spin the increasing spin of the spinning heats increasing the, spin the, the 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 increasing, increasing speed of the sp- spinning heat. What? The, inc- the
0: increasing uh, speed, of the,
3: increasing speed of, of the spinning. Wait, I'll say the,
2: the increasing speed of the spinning spinning heat of the <laughs> wait wait wait. <laughs> John, read it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll the, take the, it away. In, the the increasing speed of the spinning heats the gas up significantly <laughs> over time. <laughs> the, the threshold. Temperature which is at fifteen million degrees is reached. Which is when nuclear f- fusion commences, making the core of the gaseous bubble glow. Take it away. See Dog.
0: Um. Nuclear fusion. See that's <laughs> oh, interesting. That's oh, 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 oh. very oh, oh, oh,
2: interesting. Oh, hey no no, let, him, see,
0: talk, let him talk, let him talk, talk. No, because you know, nuclear fusion sounds a lot like nuclear fission.
1: Well but it's not what
0: you Yes. Okay, nuclear fission. You break. It's
3: not. It's the
0: yeah. thing you break. <laughs> Using uh, neutrons to
1: break an atom. Yeah,
0: you 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 shoot the neutrons into the nucleus. To break it apart, and that leads to a chain reaction, releasing energy. That's yes. how you get nuclear power. But for nuclear fission. It's a different process. You see, the process of nuclear fission makes hydrogen atoms bind together, which creates helium. Eventually, the hydrogen supply near the core depletes, causing the core to contract, and the outer surface, which is still hydrogen-rich, to expand. The star at this phase glows red. Eventually, at the core, the helium atoms fuse together to form carbon. At this point, the star is, its, is in its red giant face. See it all, take it away.
3: For a star of a small mass, the core then collapses. So it becomes a white dwarf, and then it becomes a black dwarf. Whilst the outer layer forms a planetary nebula. But for a star of a larger mass, i.e. five times the mass of our sun, The temperature of the core increases facilitating the fusion of carbon atoms to form heavier elements all the way up to iron after the core becomes iron concentrated nuclear fusion stops as the fusion of iron requires energy rather than expelling energy when a heavier element is formed the lack of energy to continue fusion prompts the core to collapse however when the iron atoms are raised together by gravitational forces the nuclei repel which eventually builds up to the gravitational force producing a shock wave. This shock wave is a supernova explosion. The supernova explosion from the core of the star interacts with the elements from the star's outer layers, engaging in fusion and forming heavier elements. After this explosion, if the remaining mass is sufficiently heavy, then it will form a neutron star, which is super dense and that is primarily made up of neutrons. Take it away, one of the dogs. (laughs) (laughs)
2: for <laughs> <laughs> a of a larger mass, also, i.e. the three times the mass of our sun, the force of gravity progressively overcomes the nuclear forces that prevent both protons and neutrons from combining. If this is done consistently and for a prolonged period, then the force of gravity will swallow a significant portion of the core, then the entirety of the aforementioned core which forms a black hole. Oh my gosh, this is how black holes are formed.
1: Yeah.
2: So what Nine do you think about this, man?
1: Now, I, I, one thing that I think we've seen from the re- from this research that I personally find pretty cool is that we're from stars. The carbon that forms us is from stars. I think it's pretty cool
2: it is cool yeah I we're like all hot. from
1: hydrogen and all this hydrogen comes from nuclear fusion occurring the center of stars and over time it's become cool enough to just blast away and m- eventually come to make up a, sen- a, a, a bond with other elements to make the perfect configuration for life and I think that's pretty special and pretty cool if you think about it.
2: So, if you think about it, stars are pretty much just giant gas bombs. Just you don't have to right. think
1: about it. That's their that's the definition. Bro, like, that's, <laughs> that's weird.
2: Bro, that's, like, a little weird, though, if you think about it. How rude. What supports, like, most of our lives on Earth is provided by a f- provided by a gas bomb
1: you know Hmm. yeah true all right so what about mars settlement so do you think we should go to mars and do you think that we there's life on mars and do you think we should nuke mars for... by
0: nuking you mean uh, terraforming it
1: yeah by nuking i mean terraforming
0: terraforming it. So you provide a suitable no, atmosphere, I might have forgotten what and... terraforming is. See, the problem with Mars is that the atmosphere is not suitable, right? Yeah. So, we so like, to... the atmosphere does not... What I'm thinking, what I know, what I think I know, <laughs> is that there's not enough carbon dioxide or greenhouse gases in the atmosphere to retain heat. and store the heat from the sun, therefore cooling down Mars. Yeah. To make Mars habitable.
1: No, not cooling down Mars. Heating up Mars.
0: Yeah, he- I mean, yeah. Healing up. Wait. Heating up Mars. Dude, heating make Mars. it more habitable. S- it since right now, Mars is really cold. So what I reckon, right? Take a no, ship. No, so
1: Mars is really cold. It's just Mars isn't. Ha- yeah, it is quite cold. But it's not have an yeah,
0: Take a ship of cows. Because cows, cows <laughs> release. Cows? <laughs> no. Cows. talking about methane <laughs> gas. Yeah, because cow re- cows release methane, which is a greenhouse gas. Bro.
2: How, so expensive, how expensive that is that gonna be it's a joke then grab. we all
0: put the cows in spacesuits, <laughs> yeah. and with the oh, little proposing- hole for them to release methane what? what i'm proposing
1: is we harness human farts along with cow farts and turn it to mars
0: <laughs> and then how poetic would it be thing? that it's our farts that saved our lives uh, our species,
1: yes bro you could
2: do that with like plastic waste if you think about it plastic waste like when you decompose it it
0: um, produces methane as well right so if you do, you know it what air, we should do but it
3: takes a while to
0: decompose. compile all our plastic make it into a huge giant ball <laughs> light it on <laughs> fire <laughs> and launch it towards mars <laughs> exactly just slingshot it bro and then we'll just be getting so from one think about it one man's trash is another man's treasure Big that micro. plastic all lit up is gonna produce so many greenhouse gases that's gonna actually, ironically, make Mars habitable for us, instead of it being the other way around on Earth. The thing Pretty is,
1: cool. we're nuking Mars. We, we also we're also nuking it so that we can use the heat from the nukes to, um, melt the melt the ice caps there so that we can get water, and I and yeah. The atmosphere will actually do most of the work. So. It's not
0: the ice caps, is it? I, no, it be... that they believe that the ice is under the ground for Mar in Mars? Yeah, like they the believe it's the under the ground. ground, ground. Well. That's true. Also, but it
2: will be contaminated anyway, so they can't drink it.
1: They can purify it. They can always purify it.
2: but you can't purify um what's called nuclear waste. You Singapore. want me to
1: show you a video where they purify nuclear waste?
2: It's a
0: podcast. You can't watch a
1: video on a podcast. I can send you the video. Wait,
0: I'm confused, but how would the radiation work? Yeah, no, what that's what I'm how saying. How would the radiation work? Like, we oh, want you to... mean like
1: that, yeah. Um, so I'm assuming they'd hit targeted areas.
0: I don't know. It doesn't seem very feasible. Did you hear... Well, I don't know. I think I heard Elon Musk like, suggested the idea Like, you put like satellites around Mars to reflect the... Earth's, uh Lights. the rays of light from Earth, uh, rays of light from the sun, that's missing Mars to reflect that onto Mars. So like you're just getting satellites One to, to reflect heat from the sun onto Mars, so it becomes like a funnel, and then all the heat goes to Mars.
1: Yeah, but that's the thing though, that's not going to be enough. It's never going to be sufficient. Duking is um although it might be calculus make it's one it, it, it is vi- it, it's more viable than that solution at least that's what i think I, I, and be aware I, I, i'm a high school kid i, I probably don't know that
3: i'm not gonna lie i trust you on a bit more i'm sorry it's all
1: right <laughs> yeah, <I'm sorry. laughs>
3: okay but, so yeah
1: let's move into the topic of migrating to other planets So, if we were to do it... Also,
0: I have an opinion on this. I think if we ever... If we ever reach the point, or when we reach the point, that we can go to another planet... Yes. I think we would be smart enough to make this planet better.
1: I think we already are trying to make it better.
0: That's a fair point. Yeah, it's taking a long time to do so. I think the thing, are is, like manipulating this planet to somehow it, make it The thing
1: there. that people, I think, I personally think, don't realize is, uh, it's going to get slightly worse before it gets better. So, right now, what's happening is, um, there's a lot of development in technology, right? And, um, there's been an increasing interest in the development of space technologies, so things that help us be- become an interplanetary species. This thing, but this development requires that we use hydrocarbons. So, yeah, hydrocarbons to produce uh, the energy and materials required to synthesize these solutions. And for now, we can't really change our consumption habits that much. We could try reducing our uh, we could try reducing our uh, like our consumption and yeah we could do all of that, but in the end it's not gonna make a noticeable difference and it's and it's impossible and I think it's kind of naive to expect a huge difference in our in our emission levels or anything uh just in a short period of time because it's it's gonna be difficult for producers to immediately migrate to other solutions. And although people might say. That it's. The producers can do that. They deserve profit. Well they also have to support. Their families. To, yeah they also have to support. Their families and. Um, provide welfare for. Uh, their employees. So. So. Progress is happening. There's been promising legislation. Uh, in fact. Yeah there's been a lot of Promising legislation it's it's just impossible to uh, to ex- to accelerate it uh, so m- accelerate it far just through legislation you have to have the technology to back it up as well and once we get a technology which is happening as we speak right now we will be able to become much more sustainable and at the same time we would be an interplanetary species thereby we'd reduce the strain we put on the earth so yeah.
2: I agree. I, I very much agree with you. Pun. I agree with you.
1: Okay, so... Uh, yeah, before... I comply. Pardon? Comply?
0: I comply. Um, okay, so...
1: Black holes. What do you guys think? Black holes are...
2: You know, it's weird. Like, you can literally, like, form black holes with anything. Like, it just has to shrink it to... A, like a small radius. yeah and then you just have a boom black hole that's really weird
1: you know there's one thing that i've thought about mathematically and physically and like it, it's it's quite difficult for me to reconcile so you know do you have you heard of plank length plank length plank no. or plank i'm not sure yes so i supposedly the smallest unit distance there is
0: or measurable distance i'm not sure but the notion of yeah pl- isn't Planck the smallest subatomic particle we know of not Planck. that's not a particle oh uh, it isn't Planck's not
3: isn't a like it's, it's oh quark,
0: yeah my bad i am thinking of wait but then how different you go right?
2: infinitely small like how is it impossible to like measure smaller than that
1: uh, i think our measurement tools aren't precise enough i'm I'm not sure about the specifics of it but what i'm thinking is how like how can we go infinitely small like if you think about it there's an infinite number amount of distance between one plank length and two plank lengths right because like there's even smaller smaller bits of the piece So like i want to know if there's an actual small distance like actual minimal minimum distance or if there's like if it's diverges if there's like no minimum distance you can always go smaller and smaller 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 because like if you think about it mathematically if you have like 0.5 you could say okay no actually that doesn't make sense okay so like all the numbers between 0.0 to 0.5 there's an infinite number of numbers between 0 to 0.5. And then, yeah, like, how you're getting, f- like, that's, from going to 0 to 0.5, you can you can quite easily compute that, the distance to 0.5. But, like, just thinking about an infinite number of small, like, segments that lead you to 0.5, it's just something that doesn't sit right with me. Like, using an inf- infinitesimal with an infinite, to get to a constant value is <laughs> something that just doesn't...
2: Yeah, but, like, isn't that just the sum of, like, the infinite series? It's like that. It gets infinitely smaller, yes. But, like, it's... it's If you add them all together, they, they come to yeah, like, and, a single value. Yeah,
1: no, I understand that. But, like, it's just... You add something up infinitely, and then it's infinitely s- small as well. Like, it's it's just... It it seems at the surface it seems to be right and it it's sort of satisfying but at the same time it it just I don't know you know like I it's I like can't the explain.
2: area of the circle that we talked about during class do you remember like about the assumptions that you know area when we're calculating well, the area of a circle
1: yes there's always this little bit that's left out yeah
2: so you know. It, it, yes it's infinitely small Oh wait. like
1: i don't think we just dis- i don't think we did that in class are you talking about a number five video do you watch number five
2: no <laughs> Never mind. i i no that was my physics class bro what do you mean oh
1: you mean that oh okay i yeah. thought you were talking about that there's this number five video that talks about how oh, this really? small distance isn't like negligible it's
3: did you find it's the actually Danish there. Five? Oh,
2: yes, I, I, I listen to your podcast, of course. No,
1: no it's yeah. not a podcast. It's a oh. number file. It's a YouTube channel. <laughs> they have a video on that. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, anyways, um, I think that just about settles what we have to say. I mean, unless you guys have anything else to add. All I, right? think, I think, Is I think Black Corsa really cool. I agree. Cutie outro.
3: Alright.
0: Alright, guys. So that's it for today's episode on astronomy. Um, Good job to C Dog, J Lim, DJ on the mic, H uh, God Hari Haran Natrajan, and then, of course, me for carrying the podcast. Good job, Vidant. See you guys. But Next episode.
3: Okay. Before this?
0: Okay. okay.
1: Yeah. All right, bye bye. Bye.